Okay, Parshas Emor, page uh, 672. Um, each of these Parshas, of course, are significant in their own right, <clears throat> but as we look at them through the lens of this period of time in, <clears throat> in our calendar of the Yimei HaOimer, we now find ourselves as a, as a transition. We're in the 50 days of the Omer from Pesach till Shavuos, which in itself is like the book ends, as we talked about in previous weeks, between Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim on one hand, where we went out of physical bondage, and we head towards spiritual freedom. There's a big difference between being out of physical bondage, that is as a pre- preparation for the spiritual freedom that is only possible once we are freed from the, our physical shackles and limitations and um, preoccupations or, or as we, we might call them, there are biases. But also we, we are now in bending towards the, the last half of the Omer. Right? We counted the 25th day last night and it's, uh, so as the Sefer HaChinuch um, suggests, perhaps we should start counting down 25, 24, if the idea of, of, uh, is to create the anticipation towards Matan Torah, that what are we with mere freedom, physical freedom from the bondage of our enemies and Mitzrayim in particular, but it's only the, the Torah that gives us um, Direction gives us a, f- a focus. Gives us uh, our our the personality of the of the Jew, and perhaps we should be counting um, counting down um, as we get to the second half. But he says this would be too comp too complex to start changing all of a sudden in the middle. But the idea is the same. That yes, we are. It's a countdown. First, we start counting up. We don't want to start fifty forty nine because it seems so far away, but so we count one, two days closer, and it's the, the, the anticipation heightens, and look at the Tefer HaChinuch um, in Mitzvah Shin Vav, and he says a, one of the most beautiful uh, explanations of the, of the counting of the Omer. It's worthwhile to see, um, but as now we're counting down, we are trying to specialize in what it means, what does Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim mean, and what does Matan Torah mean. What are we, but more, more importantly, who are we? And when the Torah, in this week's parsha, Chav Gimel Tezvav, when it talks about the, um, the, the holidays, which is a major focus, in this week's parsha, that's many, many of the verses in this week's parsha, and it says Sheva Shabbosais Tamimois, not just seven weeks, but complete weeks. And complete means that they're full. They're weeks that are full of growth, they're full of development, and they're full of, of getting to know who we are. Who are we? What counts? What counts? We're counting. But we're, we're, the sphere is counting us, counting, counting on us. It's counting us to understand who are we and, and, and what counts in our lives. And that's, the, that's what it means, tamimites, they should be complete. We learn from there that that's why we count, start the counting at night, because that's the beginning of the Jewish day. So right away we're, we're already saying there's something unique about not just us being human as far as up on the, 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 the food chain, that we're, we're not a rock, we're not a, a plant life, we're not an animal life, but we're a human being. But then as the, as the Kuzari says, there's a fifth level of being a Yisrael. A Jew is different than a human being in that it possesses the uniqueness of its Jewish soul. And we have to count on that, we have to understand what that's all about. And that also goes into the tamimois, they have to be complete. 
we know that in this in the sphere of Omer there are kabbalistic things going on at the at, at by each number we go through the seven spheroids and we go through them seven times because it's seven full weeks every day it's a combination of the seven spheres constantly revolving that would starts off with chesed shebechesed and then it ends up with malchus shebemalchus and how we get from chesed shebechesed to malchus shebemalchus is in itself a journey it's a journey of awareness that there is such a journey that's the first journey that's the first thing we have to be aware that and this is the discovery of a human being um, at whatever age they discover who they are and what they are and what talents and what they possess uh, under the skin. Um, and that's what our Parsha begins with. We'll try to go through it and, and develop a theme where, where there are specific mitzvahs, of course, that don't apply to every Jew but they do apply to every Jew because it, it makes us aware of A, what people we're part of, because every Jew is part of the entirety of the Jewish people, but it shows that there's, there's uniqueness in our essence, and we have to discover that because at whatever level we're at, we have to maximize and, and understand the potential. And we start off in the parsha talking about the a obscure for anybody who's not a coin, that there's a parsha of Tumas Mess. Now it's not telling us that a, a dead person becomes Tommy, that's a different parsha. And that's an important one. Paraduma, which takes off Tumas Mess, we understand that there's what life is, what death is and what that, that, that transition, what it's all about, what constitutes life and what constitutes death. We try to, to uh, um, explain that or we try to touch that every day when we wake up and we open our eyes and we say, I acknowledge we're, we're marking the moment of between death and life. When a person's asleep, they're like dead to the world. They're without their consciousness. Right? Some people are really in a deep sleep. And, you know, a marching band could run through their bedroom and they wouldn't hear it. Blessed to those people. I wasn't blessed with that gene. But, um, but we, we say, what is that? What is that transition that we all, even if you're a light sleeper, what is that? Well, that's the difference between having an ashama and not having an ashama. Part of our neshama ascends to the upper worlds, whatever that means, but it's a reality. We all feel it, we all experience it every day, unless you're an insomniac, then you had other problems. But you, when you wake up in the morning, you feel rejuvenated, you feel refreshed, because the soul and the body are now re, 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 regaining, booting back up to its awareness. And we, we have to acknowledge that moment with a modani, acknowledge shechzarta bi nishmasi. You give me back my soul. That's the source of my life. Now that's marching orders. Those are those are important. Uh, that's an important awareness. Now we take that to many many different levels. And in this week's parsha, we come to say that there's a a type of person in within the Jewish ranks called the Kohen and the Kohen is has a, has a unique soul and unique responsibilities and that uniqueness ma- makes it that he has to stay away from death not only does he keep, keep himself alive but he has to stay away from death because of his responsibility of his, of his stature and the Torah prefaces the words called Emor Ela Kohanim. That's the name of the parsha. Parsha is Emor. Emor Ela could say to the Kohanim, Emor, speak. The Omar and say to them, 
why the double Lashon? This is everybody's question. Rashi, of course, uh, says, Emor v'omarta, says Rashi, right out of the gate, Lahazir to warn Gedolim alaktan that the elders have to warn and, and in, instruct the younger ones on these laws. And of course, the question, this becomes like the model of chinuch, of, of training, of educating. And it doesn't say the smarter ones, it's the gedolim alaktanim, those who have more experience of life, instruct the ones who are yet wet behind the ears, or young. And why is, why is the Kohen and the, the Tumas Kohenim chosen as this model? So I, I'd like to, there's many, the Oznayim the, the Torah talks about this. Um, and the Chassam Soifer also addresses this in his way. The Chassam Soifer says that there's a special mitzvah for Kohanim that's called, you find it on page 674, beginning of the, of the Pasad, Viki Dashtoi, you shall sanctify him. We, the non-Kohanim, shall sanctify the Kohen, Ki Eslechem Elkechahu Makriv, because he offers the food of your God. He brings the Karbonus. Kodesh for holy am I Hashem. And this becomes the mitzvah daraisa for us to show honor to Kohanim. That's why they get the first aliyah. That's why at a meal we honor them with the benching. And if we don't for some reason, then we say, Birshus ha-Kohanim. We have the permission of the Kohanim. Right? The Levi washes the hand of the Kohen before he goes to Duchen. And this is what we, we learned in, in our Gemara in Sukkah, Daf Nun Aleph. Maila osu le Duchen, ule Yuchsen, ule Meiser, that, we, we, that when we, we see a Kohen or someone acting like a Kohen, so we assume that they're a Kohen. Right? When the when the Balkari, before they start laning and the guy turns around and says, Is there a Kayan in the house? Right? So if he knows there's a Kayan, so he calls up the Kayan. Baraksham the Kayal, one of the new Yungalite is a Kayan. So we have a we have a, a resident Kayan. It's wonderful. He gets Dali every every time, if you notice. It's always the same same person. Because we have one Kayan. Unless it's Rabbi Quinn Dobbins here, we have a second Kayan. But there you know. But when there's no Kayan, so the Gabbai turns around, is there a Kayan in the house? And uh, someone raises their hand. So now the Chassam Soifer asks a question based on the Shulchan Aruch says in Evan Ezer, which talks about Yuchsin. He says, if someone comes to Shul and he says, I'm a Kayan. So he says, you can't believe him to give him the first Aliyah. The Ramah says, no, you can believe him. So, Chassam Soifer asks a question, says, I understand if there's, um, when there's no other Kayan in the house, and this guy comes and says, I'm a Kayan. My name is Jack Cohn, right? So he's a Kohen, right? The Kayan? Maybe. Maybe. So, I understand if there's no other Kayan there, then give him the Aliyah. But let's say there is a Kayan in the shul. And there's another guy who says, I'm, I'm a Kayan, I'd like to have an Aliyah. So asks the Chassam Soifer, why does the Ramah say that you're allowed to believe this guy walking in and say he's a Kayan, where I have another Kayan that's an established Kayan, maybe my obligation of Viki Dashtoi, to honor the Kayan, go, I have to, maybe I'm not honoring the Kayan that has established Kayan by giving this new Kayan that I don't know, no one knows him. So how does the Ramah say that I'm allowed to give this new Kayan and believe him that he's a Kayan? Maybe I'm dishonoring the established Kayan by giving the new one, the Aliyah. So Sam Seifer says something that I think is very instructive. He says, because why are you giving this new guy a Kayan? Because he says he's a Kayan. That's the Kiddashtah. 
we don't look at it that I'm not honoring the other. I am the the mitzvah v'kidashte to honor the koyin is that if someone says they're a koyin, I take him at face value, and I honor him because he's a koyin. I'm not honoring him for any other reason. Where, of course, we have, like the Gemara says, my loss of the yuchsin, or the duchan, or the yuchsin, and the mice, if I have mice, and I wonder who to give, I got to make my research. Is this guy a kain? Is this not a kain? Bring me your, your proof that you're a kain before, because I have a mitzvah, who do I give the truma to? I have to give it to a bona fide kain. But if, if I am giving honor to this person, because he says he's a Kayan, that is what Vikidashta means. I mean, Vikidashta, he says the Chassam Seifer, is honoring the office of a Kayan, honoring that HaKadosh Baruch I realize that the, even though he's a walking or breathing human being just like I am, but I realize that HaKadosh Baruch created a hierarchy of Neshamas, not better or worse, but it's there's a uniqueness of the sanctity that I'm being making aware in myself by honoring that in this person that God said that they have a uniqueness vis-a-vis that they have a special service that they offer to call Israel as a kayin. That's, that's the mitzvah of the Kiddashtari. You know, when, of course, when it comes to truma, when it comes to uh, even duchening, you know, so then maybe the person has to, you know, there's, there, there's, it's my obligation to make sure that that truma or that money, the pig and I bend, the money I give him, I have to make sure my son is, is redeemed. <laughs> he's not, if it's not a real kayan, then he's not redeemed. Then I have a problem, I have to go to another kayan. There it's not, it's more than just acknowledging the office, but for Kiddashtoy, honoring a Kayan by giving him the first Aliyah, there's nothing lost in believing him that he's a Kayan because that is the mitzvah. I've acknowledged that there is such an office, there is such a hierarchy called Kuhuna. That is what Vikidashtoy is all about. And this is the message of the first message that the Parsha wants us to know that, you know, as we march along towards Matan Torah, we're buying into a system that God acknowledged the, the holiness and the uniqueness of the Jewish people. And just like when we, when we came to Matan Torah, a, who is a Jew? A Jew is someone born from a Jewish mother. That began at Matan Torah. Until then, it was still, it wasn't that clear. Esav was also born from a Jewish mother, just like Yaakov, they were twins. But Esav is not Jewish. It was before Matan Torah. And his descendants are not Jewish. Avram Avinu had Yishmael. Of course, it was, that wasn't from a Jewish mother. It wasn't from, his, from Sarah. But that this is what Matan Torah represented, that we were buying in and acknowledging the system and the hierarchy of the Neshama and the Kedusha of, of Klal Yisrael. And this is what the first Parsha of, of in Parsha's Emor is, is all about. It's very interesting that in, in the, there's a large part of Parsha's Emor that then talks about a Kohen that has a mum. A Kohen has a blemish. And you look at it on your own, and then there's another Parsha in, the, in, in, in our Parsha that talks about if a, if a Korban has a mum. But you can't, not only is there a certain type of animal that is the only type of animal that you're allowed to bring as a carbon, but the animal has to be complete. It can't be missing a, a leg or missing or having a blemish that is, is, a, is part of the blemishes that uh, disqualify 
a Kohen from doing his service or an animal from doing his service. And I, what's, the, what's this idea of a, of a blemish? And this has been a... Uh, I would encourage you to look at, the, at the Rav Hirsch on the Parsha who describes this very beautifully, that we have to, um, in our social world, we get very sensitive about um, the underprivileged or the handicapped. And the Torah is the most sensitive. We have to understand, there's such sensitivity in the Torah. And when the Torah says that a Kohen who has a blemish is disqualified from service, or an animal that has a blemish, it has nothing to do with them being deservant of any benefits of being a human being or being a Jew. Nothing to do with that. It has to do with what they represent as far as the, what we call the vikidashtoi of representing HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the, and the, the Kedusha that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created in the world. That's all. We should make every effort that they should have every opportunity to, uh, to, uh, to have every uh, opportunity to experience everything. Make ramps and make handicapped sized bathrooms and no expense. Everything is... This is talking about a total different thing. And that's the appreciation that we're working towards in the Yemei Sphira to understand that there's a clear difference. I'm all for, you know, the... What they call the ADA... The, uh, um, Disability, Disability Act. Act mm-hmm. And that they deserve to be able to go everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right? Of course, you, you don't want a, a blind person flying your plane, right? That they may, we all draw the line, right? But we want to have every opportunity that they would like to have, and they should have, be able to see and to go and every everything. No problem. If it costs me time and money, no problem. We'll wait on the plane, let them come with a wheelchair to bring in the person, take him on, take him off. I'll, I'll wait. No problem. And everything, everything else. Here we're talking about that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to appreciate the world that he created and the potential of Kedusha that is represent, represented in the world that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created. And, and the Sfasemis says this, that this becomes an interesting part of, of uh, the battle that we go through. And this is what I want to part, uh, talk about this for a little bit. The, there's a famous Pasuk in this week's Parsha that has to do with something, it's on page 680. Right at the bottom of the page, Per Chav Beis, Pasuk Lamed Beis. Right after it talks about the blemishes and the calling the blemishes and the animal, what is not desired to bring us a carbon, then it says, "What is desired as a carbon?" Shorah chesev oez ki which is the famous reading that we read on most Yom Tovim. An animal, right? An ox, sheep, goat, which are the types of animals that are brought as a carbon, that are born. Seven days, it's, it stays with its mother, and from the eighth day on, that's when it can be brought as a carbon. And then the Pasuk says at the end, Don't desecrate my holy name. Don't create a chil Hashem. We're all familiar with that term. Don't create a chil Hashem. What does a cholol mean? A chol means a void. And we'll, we'll try to understand, that's a chil Hashem. You're putting it, making a void, and you're making a place that doesn't have Kedusha. Don't do that. But rather, v'nikdashti, rather I should be sanctified, the toich b'nei Yisrael among the Jewish people. Now this is a very, very famous pasuk, and it's from this pasuk that the Gemara in Brachas and the Gemara in Megillah learn out from here that you need ten for a quorum of a minion. So every time you come to shul, there's this message of v'nikdashti b'soich b'nei. This is what you're coming to shul to do. 
not to schmooze, not to network, not, you're here to create a Kiddush Hashem, to be part of a minion. And the Gemara talks about how wonderful it is to be part of that first ten people. What a great schus it is. But every time a Jew comes into a shul, they are creating a, a, an aura and an energy of Kiddush Hashem. And that doesn't make a difference whether the person is has a moment, doesn't have him, has a handicap, doesn't have a handicap, as, as they always say to every bar mitzvah boy. You can have the nine g'doyli hador. Rabbi Chaim Kanigevsky zatzal and Rabbi Ligasho zatzal and, and the, the stipler zatzal and, and the briskarov and you name it, they're all there. These are the, the brand names in Judaism. And they look around, they want to daven mincha and there's only nine of them. They look around... So, uh, and they walk outside and they see this, this kid on a bike or today on a scooter, right? Or, or on, a, on a Segway, whether they're shooting around on a Segway. And they say, excuse me, young man, are you bar mitzvah? He says, yeah, last week. Parshas Kadoshim was my bar mitzvah. John still, okay, hey, bar mitzvah, can you come in and make a minion? The, the kid walks in with sweat coming and his, and his sneakers and he walks in they give a clap. Thank you for joining our minion. You completed our minion. Is there anything greater? Here they have the G'dayli Hador. And this is how we have most envisioned. And we, we're not going to go into today where we learned that out from. We learned that out from the, from the, from the energy of the Miraglim and the energy of the of the of the um, Egel, right? It's a it's a uh, triangular gzeirishava toich toich, as the Gemara Megillah and Gemara Brachas learn out. Vigdashti betoich bnei Yisrael. What's called amongst amongst is a broad term. Lawyers would have a heyday with that. What that means, but amongst. Well, Chazal deal with it. Amongst we learn out from those two places that it means minimum ten. You have to have 10 Jews that are bar mitzvah, and then you can move ahead with making a Kiddush Hashem. Mm-hmm. But says the Chassam Seifer, says the Sasemis, I'm sorry, the Sasemis says, this is part of the nature of the world. There's always an energy to create a void. There's always, you have to stop the, the energy of Chil Hashem because the Teva, the nature of the world, wants to create a void. That's the purpose of the mundane world. It's Choyl, it's weekday. Chalal comes from that same word. It wants to create a void. We have to stop the void. Don't maintain or promote void. Vinigdashti. Fill it up with with kedusha, when a body, when a person dies, tumah comes in because there's a void. A void. The neshama left creates a tremendous void. We hope in the morning we wake up. That void is not filled before we woke up, and we and and that's why the the Mogen Avram or the Taz says why we say shaloyosani goy, because who knows our our neshama can go up there and. and cling to a goy and, and, and not come down or become distracted, whatever that means. Therefore, we, we praise Hashem. Thank you for not making me a non-Jew. Nothing wrong with a non-Jew. The lovely people, the human beings, they deserve all the rights and benefits therein. <laughs> but it's not a Jew. It's the same concept that we have to... It's not... The Jewish people are the most inclusive people, most engaging in, 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 uh, in human dignity that there ever has been, ever. And that's what the, the, the Svasema says, but this is the momentum. We're walking up a down escalator. Teva pulls us down, wants to create that void create that the world is mundane, the world is, is full of emptiness. We have to keep filling it up. We have to keep raising and raising the bar. 
And that's why he says, there's a pasuk that says, Ve'elokim yivakesh es nirdaf. Hashem desires that the, the one that's being pursued. He says, we think that it's teva, that a lion wants to, uh, you know, rip up a, a cow. And, or a, a fox wants to rip up a chicken, get it, a, a fox in the, in the hen house, right? He says, no, this is the model of the, of the world. The, the hen or the cow, or the sheep, which are basically domesticated animals, those are the ones that are, represent filling the void. And they're being pursued by the by the momentum of the world that wants to have the world void. And that's what, that's what the Sasema says, the Gemara that we had in Sukkah. This is called whoever is greater than the next person, his Yetzirah has to be bigger because that's the nature of the world. There's a Yetzirah and the Yetzirah has to grow because the Yetzirah is fighting to create more void, and the person works against his Yetzirah to fill that void with meaningfulness, with Kedusha, which is the, that's the, that's the definition of, of meaningfulness, whatever is meaningful, whatever it should be, whatever it could be, potential. Everybody has that. And therefore, a person shouldn't be he says, Don't be downtrodden. Don't be upset that the Yetzirah, he finds himself being pursued by his Yetzirah. On the contrary, it's a sign, the sign that he has immense Kedusha. Because if, if, if there wouldn't be there, then he wouldn't have the battle. The stronger the battle... That's what it means, because there's always this desire that there should be a void. That's what the world is all about. But we are pursuing v'nigdashni. Don't get on that halal train of, of promoting void and nothingness and, and um, distraction. We want to promote meaningfulness, kedusha, direction, potential, actualizing our ourselves. This is what this is the beauty of what what that's what this this pasuk is saying. That's why it's in this it's in this order. Don't don't veloisachalu. Don't create a chil Hashem. Create a kiddush Hashem. It's a strange way of, of telling us, tell us to make a Kiddush Hashem. First, we have to know what we're up against. Mm-hmm. We're up against a nature, a momentum. Mm-hmm. You, you have to know you're going down, a, you, you're a down escalator. Then you know mm-hmm. <laughs> you've got to work faster in order to stay, at least to stay the same uh, level, but to go higher. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know, I could, I, I, normally a, a desk gets disorderly. It's not going to be orderly. That's, so there's a force to create disorder in the world. That's right. A force to create chil. That's, that's right. the truth. That's right. That's the that's the that's what that's the Svasama says. That's the Kiddush on my right. that way. And and so this this is what we come. That this the mainstay of the parsha. We come to the right after that important message. We come to the special uniqueness of the holidays, which. In essence, the holidays mean take a day that is choil and make a kodesh. It looks, on the outside, looks like a regular Tuesday. You know, when we say the holidays come out on Tuesday, Wednesday, so we know it's going to be Rosh Hashanah, it's going to be Yom Kippur, it's going to be Sukkot, and last days of Sukkot, oh my gosh, sit, you sit down with your boss and bring out the calendar and show him that you didn't make it up. It's bring 14 calendars from many different institutions. You can look it up. You didn't make it up. Oh, really? Who made up that one? I heard of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, but, you know, where did this, where did Shavuos come from? Where, where, did, uh, where did Shmini Atzeres come from? Where, when did that start? In the 40s, in the 50s? We get this all the time. 
we're lucky in the years when it comes out on a Saturday and Sunday, then they, then they don't know most of it. They just hear we're unshaven or we're, or something like that. And they stop asking after a while because they know, oh, don't, don't, don't even bother. Um, but this is what the, 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 the Yom Toivim we know are connected with the agricultural seasons of the year. Where do we know that from? That was the beginning of Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. HaChodesh HaZel Lochem, it began all the way back in Mitzrayim when Moshe came and he started the process of leading towards Matan Torah. He told him, this is going to be your first month, which, which, which Chazal learned from there, the mitzvah of making leap years, mm-hmm. of keeping the calendar in sync with the, the agricultural um, seasons. That Pesach always has to be in Chodesh HaOviv. How can that be? We know the ones who keep the lunar calendar, the, the Muslims, their Ramadan is flying all over the calendar, all over the year. Like our calendar would be, because simple reason, because the lunar calendar is, is 11 days shorter. 354 days a year instead of 365 days of the solar calendar. So naturally, every three years, it's going to be 30 days 33 days behind. That's a month. And in two years, it's going to be... Two, three years, is going to be a month behind. In six years, it's going to be three months. It's going to go on and on until Pesach would be in, in November. And Rosh Hashanah is going to be in, you know, in May. It's going to be flying over. The, it can't be. Pesach has to be Chodesh Aviv. How can that be? We have to institute to make, to catch up. And that's the leap year system that's part of the holidays that we acknowledge, we make the Rosh Chodesh and we set it back up like we did this year. Now we're back in sync and everything is going to be a little early at, at first, right? We call it early or late, but it's to keep it in the season. And that's what it's all about because Cholol and Kedusha have to be in sync. Not too much void. The seasons are part of the Kedusha of the world. Because Bo created the world in every blade of grass. And he wants us to fill the void. To fill every blade of grass with Kedusha. Every fruit. This is part of that. And this is part of what Bahab. Today we had the second day of the Monday, Thursday, Monday, where we say Slichas. For what? So the, the, the Altar of Slabotkas you know, says that, that you know, it's, it's where, we, where we miss and we got too, we, we made the cholo, we made too much void in our yomtiv in rejoicing. We didn't have the Beis HaMikdash where we have the simple Beis HaSha'eva and we came to Oil Rega, we saw Kedusha, pure Kedusha, pure Kedusha, no void. The Kayan was unblemished. The animal was unblemished. And we saw that. And we were part of that Kedusha of Nikdashti, Betoyt B'nei It was the perfect balance. We don't have that. And when we were engaging in all activities in Cholomayat and Yamtiv, we, we probably slipped. We brought Cholol into our Kedusha. So we have the Bahab. We say the Yud Gimel Midas Arachamim. We come back to God. We come back to say, I'm sorry for that. I put things out of whack, but we'll put it back in sync. That's what Bahab is all about. Says the Maral, and I want to share with this Maral, and we'll close with this because it's, it's just, it's, it's going to knock your socks off. This Maral, it's found in the beginning of the Drush on Shabbos HaGodol. Those times, people, they, could, they had patience to sit. If, if it took him less than six hours to say this drush, I don't know. It's long like the gullus. This drush, it's called the drush on Shabbos HaGadol. It's a long drusha. Now the Chassam Sefer also said long three, four hour drushas. And people could sit there. Today, if the rabbi goes 45 minutes with, with uh, four stories and three jokes and, and, and then some other things, it's called, oh my gosh. You know, you know there's our patience is limited. We have too much cholol. That's the... But says the Chassam Sefer, says the Maral, 
um, that the Gemara in Bracha says, a familiar Gemara, We know before we take an apple, we make a ha'etz, because it's forbidden to take pleasure from this world without a bracha. And the question is why? It's my, my tree, I planted it. It's my field, I bought it. <clears throat> I went to the store in Ralph's and I bought, I have the receipt to show I bought it. Why do I have to make a bracha? What do you mean? It's like you're, the, the Gemara, the Gemara over there, the beginning of the six perk of brachas, Allah and Hayam and Aleph, you know, says uh, very strict terms. It's like being mail behegdish. It's like taking something, uh, an animal that's, that's a carbon. Why? Why is that? And, and, and then the Gemara says, and if I don't know how to, it's like you took from the uh, carbon. We all know you can't eat from a carbon. Even if you're a Kayan, you can't eat from every carbon. And so, Maita Kante asks the Gemara, what do you do if you don't know how to make a bracha? So, is a different girsa, and he'll teach you. So, Maral says, what's going on? What is this all about? I bought it. It's mine. You know, I buy a car. I can drive it. No one says, oh, what are you driving a new car for? You know, a new suit? What are you? No. And, and what do you mean, go to a chacham and teach you? It's anything like that. If I don't know how to put on tefillin, I have to go to a chacham to teach me how to put on tefillin. I don't know how to do Shabbos. Someone will teach you. What is, what is this? Maita kante, how do you fix it? Says the morale, because we have to understand <coughs> what it means that a, a, a fruit, an apple, demands a bracha. So he says, you know what that means? Because every creation that's created by a Baruch Hu is created to, to promote Kedusha. V'nikdashti, we human beings have that, of course, we're on the top. We have the capabilities of, of speaking, of saying brachas, but every blade of grass, every animal also has its way of r- relating and promoting Kedusha. That's Perak Shira that comes from Eliyahu Navi or from David HaMelech, Shloim HaMelech, right, that, we, that uh, women like to say Perak Shira. And in that Perak Shira it says every cre- creature. What does the cat say? What does the dog say? What does it say? Ruff, ruff. Meow. What is Mr. Ed? Who, who's, which, which cow is talking? Which, and it's all saying, it's saying, Psukim? So, but the Parakshir says that, yes, the entire world is vinigdashti, is to f- fill the void. A blade of grass wasn't grown without the, it's the, 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 the necessity to present a, a facet of Kedusha of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's what Tev is all about. HaKadosh Baruch Hu hid himself in the word he's not seen. How is he seen? How, how do we see him? By seeing his creation and understanding that, wow, look at that blade of grass. And my wife always shows me when, you know, when she checks the lettuce for bugs and she says, come, 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 clear. I think, what would she, what did she find? A diamond? She found a bug on the cloth. Look at this. I take the loop you know, the, 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 mag, the major magnifying glass that they use for diamonds. And I'm looking, I'm looking, and all of a sudden, it's magnified 50 times. And you see this little speck that the naked eye sees, and all of a sudden it has legs, it has antennas, and it's waving at you. I said, my goodness, how does a little speck have a, 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 a anatomy? That small and that intricate. I mean, it has a heart. It has a digestive system. Digestive? What? Where? What? It's crazy. <laughs> it's cr- but that's kedusha. We see that Baruch who's there. He's here in the world. I mean, can't eat it, and that's what we're checking. checking for. But in the back of our mind, in our subconscious, that's the purpose of that bug, and that's the purpose of this apple to show. Wow! From this little seed grew a tree and grew hundreds of apples that have seeds themselves that can grow orchards of things. Wow, magnificent demonstration, manifestation of what? Of Kedusha and the sanctity of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. 
That's what it represents. Now you want to eat that, you want to consume that, you're taking away Kedusha from the world. What justifies you doing that? Says the Maral, when you make a bracha, you are being paida, you are redeeming the integral Kedusha that lies in that bug or that flower that you're making a, a bracha on its scent or the fruit that you want to ingest by saying the words of the bracha, the Baruch Ato Hashem, Boire Pri you created the, the, the tree of this fruit. Then you've not only supplemented and redeemed, the, you've raised it 10 levels. Oh, that justified. Then you, that's like bringing a carbon. That's like, that's why it's awesome because the, why, who gave you the right to take away the Kedusha HaKadosh Baruch created in the world? Wow, isn't that amazing, morale? I mean, it's, it's, it's unbe- unbelievable. Unbelievable morale. This is what the morale says. Chizet Murazet. This is in place of this. Tmura is a, is a replacement carbon. When a carbon gets a mum, you got to bring one. I promised the carbon. I got to bring one in, pl- in place of it. So, and now I bring this place. So the, sometimes the Kedusha transfers. Sometimes the Kedusha doesn't transfer. And they both become Kodesh. But I got to bring a, I got to replace it with something. The replacement Kedusha of that, that apple, that banana represented, is now in the form of my bracha. My awareness that Akash Bro created this apple, this water, this meat, everything, is, and that gives me the justification. That's what it means. It's usher to be nana from this world without a bracha because that item had its purpose. Not because, you, not because you're going to learn from it anything. It's just created that way. Kajbo created the world with a teva, that there should be beautiful flowers. Mm-hmm. Even if no one sees it. Mm-hmm. But it's his manifestation of his beauty in the world, of his mm-hmm. expression of, of Kedusha, filling the void. Mm-hmm. It's, so a, it's, it's, it's so be, far-reaching. So because you removed it, it doesn't exist. It's in my tummy now. That's right. But my bracha is here. My bracha so that, is here. That's the my bracha, that's, that's the exchange and it created. That's the kedusha of a cup of wine. That's what we're saying on Shabbos. We're, we're acknowledging that Shabbos is a different entity of time. That's the, that's the, 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 the this is what the Yom Tovim are all about. So now it says the Ramban in this week's parsha, and you got to look it up. 23, Chav Gimel Lamed Vav. When it says that there's a holiday of Pesach, and then there's a holiday of, of Atzeres. Shavuos is called Atzeres. Stop. Why is it called Atzeres? Says the Ramban. Atzeres, we know, is, is Shmini Atzeres. We know that by Sukkot, the eighth day of Sukkot is called, it's not Sukkot anymore. We don't sit in the Sukkot, we don't shake the Lulav. But we call it Atzeres because it means hold back. And Akash Bobu says the Ramban, Otsarti Eschem I stopped you. Like, like a king that says, tells his, his children, We've enjoyed a time together. Stay one more day. That's how we always learn Shmini Atzeres, the eighth day of Sukkot. Stay one more day. Don't, don't, you don't have to sit in the Sukkot anymore. You don't have to shake the Lulav. Just stay with me because I love your, your presence. I love your, your, your being with me. And so, and, and says the Ramban, Emes, which means he's getting a little deeper. He says, put your seatbelts on. When the Ramban ever says, Emes, he says, strap up. I'm, I'm taking you on a journey to the higher world. So Ramban was a great Kabbalist. Sheishis Yomim, God created the world in six days and he rested on the seventh. The seventh represents Shabbos, which is the mate, Ben Zug, the soul mate of Karkash Baruchu. Knesset Yisrael, he bazugai. The Jewish people are the mate, the, the intimate mate of Karkash Baruchu. That's it. That's Knesset Yisrael, the Jewish people. They're on the highest rung of 
manifestation of Kedusha of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore, that's, that's, the, that's what Shabbos represents. The eighth day is the enjoyment that they create together after that seventh. Mm-hmm. Says the Ramban his famous words that <clears throat> when we have Pesach, that's Pesach is seven days, and we became connected with the Kedusha, with being coming the mate of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, the Shabbos, that's why Pesach is called Shabbos. Now, the days in between Pesach and Shavuos are like Cholomoyed. It's a long Cholomoyed, 50-day Cholomoyed, he says. They're like Cholomoyed, and this is the, one of the most um, quoted Rambans. And it's in this week's Parsha, Lam Chav Gimel Lamed Vav. Take a look at it yourselves. I have the English Ramban now. Mm-hmm. Just like between the first day of Sukkot and Shmini Atzeres is called Cholamoyed, that we know. Right? Even, even Hishana Rabbah is Cholamoyed. Shmini Atzeres is the, is the next holiday. So also between Pesach and Shavuos is called Cholamoyed. And that's why Shavuos is called Atzeres. That's the, that's the final, that's the finish line. The finish line, because there, who yoy matan Torah, says the Ramban, sheherem boy yes, ishoy hagdoiloi, showed him his great fire. The great fire that's within us, that has been kindled at the beginning of Pesach, and now comes to the finality that we got the Torah. We heard that the fire that's within us that's why Shavuos is called Atzeres. It's the eighth day of Pesach. Amazing. It's an amazing Ramban. But this is what, and they all talk about this Ramban, Rebel Yibor Finkel, in his Sefer, talks about this Ramban, that, and he, he wants to say that because Pesach is the beginning where we were redeemed physically from Egypt, freedom, and now it's being defined as the spiritual redemption that culminated at Pesach, at Shavuos. And this is what we say in the Haggadah, which starts us off on our journey. Avodim Hayinu, right? We were slaves in Egypt, now we're out. That's the beginning, that's Maschil Bignus. We're out, we're physically out. And or the other, other version of Maschil Begnus is which is our spiritual levels. Where are we? Idolaters? Go back to school. You got a long way to go. Our barometer is a freezing point. And that's the 49 days, he says. And perhaps that's why we first say Avodah Maginu, and then we say We ask the question, why is it out of order? It's not a chronological order. Mitchila should be first because it talks about Avram Avinu. It comes from Terach, the idolater. But it's going deeper. It's not talking just about the chronological uh, dates. It's talking about the, the journey. The journey. First, he took us out of Egypt. We have to be out of that, that atmosphere, that, that surroundings. We can't grow. We can't grow in, the, in such a, a um, negative. It's full of chilol. Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim had boundaries. Mitzrayim means boundaries. Mitzrayim. It's, it's, it's oppressed. It's, it's squished. There's no room to grow. You know, when a child, he needs room to expand, to grow, with constant physical growth. You can't put him in too tight clothing because the bones are growing they, you have to give room to grow but then at, then you have to look at the spiritual barometer is there an atmosphere of growth that's the, that's the days in between Pesach and Shavuos the 49 days of growth we're moving away from the Memtesh Sharetuma we're also u- utilizing the 48 Kinyone Torah of growing into positive spreading our wings Looking at the world, acknowledging our our uh, our limitations, and this is how the whole with the Talmudim of Rabbi Kiva fit in. 
because this time was such a opportune time of Veloisechalalu and Vinikdashti that they didn't take the opportunity. They didn't they didn't show that honor. They didn't appreciate each other. That yes, you might you might have a greater memory than I do, but maybe I have a deeper understanding. We can share each other's abilities. We can learn from each other, not not be jealous and, and, and trite. However you want to understand that it's hard to talk about the Talmud of Rabakiva, but since they were the generation of establishing Torah Shabal Peh, it had to be perfect. Just like the, the Kohen who does the service in the Beis Amigdash, and the animal that he brings has to be perfect, unblemished, because it represents something higher. They're both great. You can't pull off a, a, a tail off, off a, a blemished animal. Tzar Balechayim. We'll give you Malchus for that. Painting an animal or making fun of a someone who has a handicap. Shame on you. Should be rebuked. Find that this Kayim can't, whatever he can't, doesn't have arms, he can't go to Duchen. But you give him his food first. He has the sanctity of a Kayim. But the model of Loisachal of Nigdashti has to be maintained. We can't lose ourselves as a society has lost itself in, in the handicaps and the differences. We can't lose ourselves. And this is what the Ramban is saying. This is what this journey in time is to acknowledge the bracha and everything. It's to acknowledge. And that's how we have the special brachas. You know, unfortunately, Chaim Kanievsky was, was nifter. He was one of the last people you can make a bracha on. Bracha, shahako, what bracha do you make on him? Well, you had to do it quietly because he didn't like when people made this bracha on him. Upon seeing a, a outstanding Torah scholar, you say, Shecholak me Really, people make a bracha. And if you push Rabchaim, you say, Can I make a bracha on you? So it's very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no doubt, everybody held that you can make a bracha on Rabchaim Kanievsky. Mm-hmm. No doubt. I've mm-hmm. done it many times. Mm-hmm. Baruch Hashem. Shecholak mei chokmas soy lireya, that you've, you have apportioned his, of his, his, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's knowledge to those who fear him. It's pure. This is, person embodies the wisdom of the Torah, the, the Kedusha. He, is, he embodies this. But at the same thing, time, if you'd see, uh, you know, um, uh, Aristotle, right, an outstanding secular scholar, who's a guy, by the way, mm-hmm. has to be a non-Jew. Mm-hmm. We'll talk in a second. You make also a bracha. Mm-hmm. That you've given from your wisdom to human beings. It's not Hakshem's knowledge, it's not Kedusha, but you gave knowledge, it comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to, to a human being. And he also represents, like that apple, he represents a man- manifestation of wisdom, an abundance of wisdom, not just a smart guy, this guy, he's a, he's a genius. You can make a bracha. So they asked once, why, how about Einstein? What bracha do you make on him? So you don't make any bracha. Any bracha, because Einstein had the potential, had the, had the neshama to be a yid, to learn knowledge of Torah, and he didn't do that. There is no bracha, because it's misplaced. It's misplaced wisdom. Wonderful things he does. His acknowledgments are great and wonderful, but it's a blemish. It doesn't represent the where Hakadosh Baruch wanted to place his wisdom. It's an amazing, amazing thought. But we just made brachas in Nisan on the trees, right? We went out. We saw the blossoms in the tree. That you, the world is not You, nothing is lacking in his universe. And he created it, good creatures and, and good trees to cause mankind pleasure with them. 
We all made that bracha just now, Nisan. I'm not, I'm not sure if you may, might still have time to make that bracha. I'm not sure if you didn't make it yet. This is the idea. This is the same idea of, of what brachas, like the Maral says. We're acknowledging that, it's, it, that the wisdom and the beauty and the acknowledgement is there to fill the void. To have void is the, is the nature of the world, but it's the challenge at the same time. We don't want to promote void. Chol. We want to fill the void with Kedusha. And we do that every Shabbos. We do it every time we make a bracha. We do that every time we do a mitzvah. And that's what the whole parsha of Mo'yadim, that's why it's the next step in this journey, in this Cholamayad, between Pesach and Shavuos, where we're acknowledging that HaKosh Baruch has taken us by the hand to the ultimate prize, the prize of Matan Torah, that in Mitzvah Hashem we will uh, be zeichet to in just a few weeks. Amen.